Bob Dylan almost wrote a song about the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A genetically superior Medicare podcast. And now highly offended by jokes about crackers, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. You have arrived at another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. What makes it so exciting, you might ask? Well, for those of you who are contemplating an encounter with Medicare, perhaps an enrollment in Part A or Part B, or perhaps you've already done that and you need to enroll in your Medicare supplement plan or your Part D drug plan, You've come to the right place because what we have to offer here is Medicare stuff. And one of the Medicare things that qualifies as Medicare stuff is the book Medicare for the Lazy Man. 2023 is the current edition, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And what you do is you go to Barnes & Noble or you go to uh, Amazon.com. And when you get to those places, either one, your choice, you'll find a search window. And in the search window, you should type Medicare for the lazy man. And what will pop up is a list of the available Medicare for the lazy man books. And all you need to do is click on one of those. You will own then a repository of Medicare information like nobody's ever dreamed about until now. It will help you in your quest to become fully covered in Medicare without um, encountering any lifetime late enrollment penalties, without uh, breaking any regulations, without running afoul of the bureaucrats that are always laying traps for you. When you finish reading that very short but pithy book, you will know more about Medicare than almost anybody else in the United States. So I suggest that you purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, uh, I suggest that when it gets close to your time of enrollment that you contact me. My contact information is going to be in the book, and together we can enjoy your adventure in Medicare. Once it's over, you will never or rarely ever have to think about Medicare ever again. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I would like to never have to think about Medicare again, but you know, I'm kind of stuck with this job, so I'm going to help you get to a point where you never have to think about Medicare again. And that's going to be a good thing for you. Speaking of good things, I've got a guy across the screen from me who is just chock full of good things. Um, uh, he's always thinking of new ways to improve this podcast. Unfortunately, most of them involve es- extra paperwork. But uh, in any event, I'd like to introduce Randy Carson. Randy, how the heck are you today? I'm doing very well, Doug. How are you? I'm just great. I couldn't be happier. Even though it, the sun is shining, it looks like a beautiful Arizona blue sky. Um, the temperature <laughs> is uh, considerably colder than we're used to. Well, you know something? I am freezing my little tush off over mm-hmm. here because yep. I at night I have to take the pups out uh, two or three times, depending on how you know how active they are or how badly they want to get me up. I have to take uh-huh. them out at night. And when it's, oh, my gosh, nearly freezing, 
You know how cold it is when you hop out of a nice warm bed into a nearly freezing back porch? This may explain why I don't have dogs. <laughs> yes, that's probably true. That's absolutely, absolutely true. But I still do it because I couldn't, I really can't live without a dog. That's just the way I am. But you know something? What's that? I have got, I have got some, you know, interesting stuff to discuss with you. And it happens to be related to weird laws. Well, lay it on me. That's uh, that's why I'm here. That's the only reason I get up in the morning is hoping to hear about some stupid laws from various states. Okay, well, here you go. I'm going to say, have we done anything from, from Oregon lately? I don't recall that we have, so I'd say that would be virgin territory. Okay, well, here we go. In Oregon, it is against the law in Oregon to have this happen in a restroom. Okay, now remember, this is a family <laughs> podcast. It's a, and This is a family answer. Okay. So what's your guess? Birthday celebrations. In a bathroom. Well, okay. I, I would say the law says don't do it in a bathroom. Well, because... okay. Yeah, all right. I You got me on that one. I'll give you one more chance. All right. Uh, church services. No church services to be held in bathrooms. Yeah, well, no, you can't do that either. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to just give you this one. I think that would be a good idea. Specifically in Portland, Oregon. It is illegal for more than one person to occupy any restroom that is located in a public building or a public property unless one of those persons is assisting a handicapped person or persons, a child or children under 12 years of age, or an elderly person or persons in need of assistance. This law, and you might have known this already, but you just forgot it, this law was put in place to curb drug and prostitution-related activities that have plagued many of the cities in Oregon. Let me speculate. You might have accidentally picked up the wrong book. You might have picked up the <laughs> the book of of uh, sane laws in well, various. Yeah. Because yeah, well, the last one, the last one you had made perfect sense. It was um, a law against city employees going on strike in Oklahoma City. Yeah, the mayor, yeah. the mayor cannot go on strike. Uh, I think that's a perfectly reasonable law that taxpayers who pay the the uh, salaries of these people, uh, especially the mayor, uh, would endorse. So I'm thinking you might have the wrong book. You ought to take a look at the binder to see if what the title of the book is. You might have the one that says "Sane Laws from well, Various States." I well, it goes it goes down from here. We're down we're down at the you know the thirty eighth entry of a fifty entry list. So it so goes. So we're down. running out of interesting <laughs> stuff. It goes it goes down from here. No, no, the rest of them are good. It's, it's the rest of. Them, I, I'll tell you. I'll give you a free one today. Okay. Here you go. You might even know this one. Pennsylvania. Well, Pennsylvania. 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 If if you're into what or what reading, you have to go somewhere else if you want your, to get your what read, because the Keystone State has outlawed all types of psychic activity. Well, this would be to get a palm reading, I would think. All righty, yay! All right, I all got right. one read. You, you can't go to Pennsylvania to get your palm read. It's just not going to happen in Pennsylvania. So I will like I will mark this on the calendar that you have 
started out the new year very, very handsomely. Well, if I ever complain, I want you to look up the calendar and say it was only, you know, however many days ago when you accidentally got one right. So I think that is a uh, a valid reason to uh, call this a red letter day. It is. It absolutely is. So I'm going to go ahead and say we need to move on into the good stuff. All right. What we get, what you know, really what we get paid for, right? Well, theoretically, yes. <laughs> Let's go with that until until somebody actually forces us to prove it. Yeah, we we haven't been. There's not a, been a paycheck, you know, directly come out of the podcasting world, but you know, someday there may be a check floating our way. Somebody may decide they want to advertise on our uh, airwaves, so to speak. Well, we are the number one podcast in a number of different ways. So yes, I we think- are. I think if they want to advertise, this would be the place, Doug. Well, uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to keep a good thought. And uh, in the meantime, they probably would like to hear some Medicare poop. So let yes, me lay that absolutely. poop on. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself out and let you take off from here. If I seem distracted, it's because I believe my neighbors may have accidentally parked in the wrong driveway. Uh, but that's just watching what goes on in the neighborhood around me. And frankly, some of it is more interesting than other things. But um, so if we were going to address Medicare, uh, Medicare subjects, and the first thing I wanted to address is uh, I believe somebody has decided to copy my marketing plan. Uh, my marketing plan is stated succinctly on the cover of every one of the Medicare for the Lazy Man books. It says, making Medicare almost fun since 2013. And uh, that Medicare uh, uh, statement is going to be on every one of my books until the last one is published uh, because it's important to note that Medicare doesn't have to be a sickeningly drudgery-inducing, depressing subject. Uh, I have always thought that Medicare could be fun and entertaining, and I try to write the book that way. I try to make sure that people who encounter my Medicare advice are um, are able to um, enjoy themselves in the process. And unfortunately, we have a, a competitor, an agency, a fairly large agency, has a lot of people in it, that operates in some part of the country, and they have done a a uh, series of uh, promotions that indicate that their whole plan from now on is that uh, they're going to have fun with Medicare. I'm not going to give anybody's uh, identity or URLs or anything else until I do some more research <clears throat> because I want to find out if they've actually stolen my idea and I can have them arrested for that. Uh, if they have copied my idea and I can sue them, for damages, or if they're just uh, honest and happy-go-lucky, fun-loving people. So when I find the answer to that question, I may come back and give a full report. But in the meantime, I'll be uh, the guy snooping around, hiding behind potted plants with a fake mustache, watching their every activity with an effort towards uh, discovering whether somebody else besides me is able to help their clients have fun with Medicare. So moving right ahead into our actual Medicare content today, I had a conversation with a uh, a client of mine, and this client, I believe I've talked about this in the past, his, his um, new plan started January 1st of 2024, and he is a happy client in that I went through the, um, uh, what he expected to buy, which was the 
plan G of Medicare supplements. And then I said, but you know something, there is a much more cost effective way to go. If you were to purchase high deductible plan G, then you would have a much smaller outlay. You would be saving a ton of money every month and even a larger ton, roughly 12 times uh, that much money every year. And if you had the bad luck to have a year in which you had some major medical expenses because of illness or injury, then you could pull from those savings and uh, reimburse yourself the the deductible amount that your plan will not pay when you need uh, medical uh, treatment. And then you would still have a ton of money left over. And I said, this is a very prudent way to maximize the impact of your dollars on your Medicare supplement plan. And he was um, uh, persuaded to go with my recommendation, which instead of buying uh, Medicare Plan G, Medicare Supplement Plan G, he purchased high deductible Plan G. And so then he wrote me, he said, Happy New Year. Oh, I hope all is well. This is January 3rd at 5.48 p.m. And he said, I hope all is well. And then he says, my high deductible Plan G policy began uh, on January 1st, which as I understand it, it gives me 30 days to terminate it and select another plan if I choose to do so. Is that correct? Then he said, call it cold feet and second guessing, but Mutual of Omaha Plan G was quoted at a very uh, attractive price for a Plan G. And I now wonder if I might just be better off with a straight Plan G, especially as I age. And then he said, you've been extremely helpful and you're my agent, so I guess I'm just asking for an opinion. Thanks in advance. And so I responded to him. Uh, This took me a couple of days to think about what I was going to say. I know it when I say it, but if I have to think about it ahead of time and put it in writing, I might arrange my thoughts a little differently. So I wrote to him on January 4th. I'm happy to share my opinion with you and ultimately help you pursue the course of action that you would prefer. And then I I turn the uh, story to uh, my own experience. I first enrolled in Medicare many years ago. My wife and I both elected to take only high deductible plan or the only high deductible plan available to us, which at that time was high deductible plan F. And we bought it from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Each of us has had an occasional year with high medical expenses, but overall we are financially far ahead of where we would have been had we stuck with the full plan F each year. The rate increases for plan F have been larger than those of our high deductible F plans. I had leg surgery one year, which entailed a four-day hospital stay. Well, over the last few years, my wife has had both knees replaced. Each of these events brought us to the upper limit of the cost sharing imposed by our high deductible plans. I guess uh, that an additional out-of-pocket expense amounted to something around $1,200 to $1,500 in each of those years. On the other hand, in every one of our Medicare years, we have each paid very low insurance premiums, saving over $100 per month in the early years and more than that now. A friend with the same plan underwent a quintuple heart bypass last year. His wife called me to ask if they wouldn't be better off to change him to a plan F 
before his surgery. In his state, that is an option. Most states, it would not be. I crunched the numbers, and I was able to report to the wife that the change that she contemplated would have cost them an additional $4,000 per year. There's a point at which Plan F has become so expensive that the high-deductible Plan F savings adds up to more money than the actual high-deductible. In the year 2020, Plan G became the most comprehensive supplement available to uh, new enrollees, and a high-deductible Plan G was created with a benefit structure almost identical to that of high-deductible Plan F. The historic trend has continued as Plan G rates increase more frequently and by greater increments than the high-deductible version. If one continues in good health, one will realize substantial savings each year. If one's health deteriorates and the downs, uh, the downside risk is very limited and not likely to cause any financial distress at all. Eventually, the cost of Plan G is likely to increase to such an extent that the high deductible Plan G savings will increase or will more than offset the extra risk of the high deductible. That's my opinion, and I'm always happy to discuss it in additional detail whenever you would like. And so my client wrote back again. He's a persistent guy. And he said, thank you, Doug. Your very informative uh, sharing and opinion have talked to me off the ledge. One more opinion question. How do you view the increase in the high deductible plan G deductible amount each year? Uh, the, plan, the deductible went up from $2,700 to $2,800 in this year, 2024. <clears throat> How do you view that versus the Plan G increases? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I also know you probably have a better insight than most. Could increases in the high deductible Plan G deductible amount ever offset the savings, making Plan G the better choice? Or will increases in Plan G probably be significant enough and always basically outpace the HDG, the high deductible Plan G deductible? Again, just looking for your opinion. And I said, you are by no means a pest, and I am happy to have an opportunity to review the facts to make sure we can all understand the realities of the situation. I said to him, I firmly believe that the primary factor that makes the high deductible plan such a good deal is the inflation push on regular plan G premiums. The spacing between those two the difference in cost between the high deductible plan G and the regular plan G that creates the measurable savings each year. Since we live in inflationary times, I expect that upward moment moment. I expect that the upward movement of the plan G rates will continue. The increase in the high deductible each year is considerably less important in this equation for most people. That deductible creates an upper limit that must be reached before the high deductible plan G goes to 100%. That deductible has a statutory limit on the annual increases. It's allowed to rise by the increase in the CPI, the consumer price index, rounded to the nearest $10. In 2024, it went up $100, which I calculated to be 3.4% increase. At the same time, I'm seeing rate increases on plans G from other companies in the area of 8% and higher. In order for the higher plan deductible to be a factor, <clears throat> there would have to be a good chance of one's medical expenses reaching 
or exceeding the limit under the plan, which I calculated about $12,800. The odds of that happening are pretty slim for most people, and the out-of-pocket cost, as you know, would only be about 20% of the additional deductible amount. These are the reasons that I feel confident in recommending high deductible plans to my clients. And so uh, with that, he seemed to be satisfied that his choice of the high deductible plan G was not uh, a mistake. He's much more confident now in the uh, purchase of the medical insurance that he purchased from me. And I am uh, much happier knowing that he's happier. So let's talk about Medicare changes in 2024. I've got a whole thick thing here that says that Medicare makes changes every year and 2024 is no exception. From the Medicare Part B premium and deductible increases to the several changes that we will see with Part D as in dog of Medicare drug coverage. Here are several Medicare changes to expect for 2024. Might be a little late on this article, but what the heck. Uh, Number one, Medicare Part B premium and deductible increases. In 2024, Medicare Part B premium will be $174.70, and that's an increase of $9.80. If you have a higher income, your uh, premium may be higher, and that's because of the IRMA penalty, which we'll talk about in just a second. The Part B deductible is also going up by $14. The Part B deductible that's an annual deductible, is $240 this year, 2024. This means that you'll need to pay the deductible before original Medicare starts covering your health care costs. Actually, that's not true. The uh, deductible must be paid before Medicare will start covering your outpatient medical costs. If you're hauled off to a hospital, that falls under Part A of Medicare, which does not have a $240 deductible. It has a one-time $1,632 deductible for the first day that you're in. And after that, you've got uh, uh, the balance of uh, two months. You've got 59 days free of charge where they pay all the hospital expenses. Uh, If you're in for 59 or 60 days, I would say that your problem with a deductible is very minor compared to your health problems. So number two, new Part B IRMA chart. IRMA stands for Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. Uh, I call it the success penalty. And there is a new chart because IRMA has increased. The penalty for people that earn a lot of money has increased. They have to pay extra for Part B and for Part D drug plans. The standard Part B premium is $174.70, but if your income is high, you'll have to pay more. This additional amount is known as the income-related monthly adjustment amount, and they have a chart for the payments due for 2024, and it's based on the modified adjusted gross income on your tax return filed for 2022. So I'm going to spare the reading of all the numbers because that's not really good podcast. It's not interesting content, but be aware that every year that we have inflation, the costs associated with Medicare are going to rise to an equivalent extent. Number three, out-of-pocket maximum for catastrophic coverage for Part D, as in dog, drug plan increases. Uh, So if you have Part D Medicare drug coverage, 
That's a freestanding Medicare drug plan, like the that a kind I sell, along with the Medicare supplements that I sell. If you have a Part D drug plan, once your total drug costs reach eight thousand dollars total, that means your plan and the entities like Medicare's extra help contribute along with your own payments and the discounts given by the drug manufacturers, all of that stuff put together. It's not just you paying 8,000. It's what everybody pays. When that totals 8,000, you will have reached the catastrophic coverage phase and your drugs for the rest of the year, uh, you won't have to pay any co-payments or co-insurance for the covered drugs, the drugs covered by your plan. This is one thing that makes it important to select a plan that's going to cover more of your drugs than the other plans. There are something like 20 to 25 drug plans available in any given area of the country. And you want to pick out the plan that's going to be cheapest for you, meaning you're going to have the smallest or potentially zero out-of-pocket costs. Cost sharing includes uh, the um, premium of the plan plus the um, co-pays when you go to have a prescription filled the drugstore is going to maybe have their hand out. The druggist will say, you owe us a copay of a dollar or $8 or a hundred dollars. So you want to have the plan that's projected to have the smallest out-of-pocket cost to you. And that's what I do. I take your information, go to the government website, plug in your details to the uh, government drug plan database and out pops a plan projected to be the cheapest for you for the following year. And if we do that in the middle of the year, it's only going to project it for the balance of the year. So this is why every year you want to take a look at your drug plan annual notice of change to see what's coming up for the following year. So anyway, uh, back to the changes for 2024, it says the threshold has increased $600 from last year, but once you reach it, once you get to the catastrophic coverage stage, you'll be spending $600 more than you would have last year, but the co-pays and co-insurance are going to be zero rather than the 5% that you would have had to pay in past years. So once again, if your charges out of your out-of-pocket costs plus the uh, plan costs for your drugs, plus the discounts that your manufacturers for your drugs uh, have thrown into the pot. If all of that stuff equals $8,000, you're going to move into the final phase of drug coverage, which is the catastrophic phase, and your covered drugs will have no co-pays. Uh, the plan will pay 100% of those. So number four, lower costs for insulin and vaccines. The $35 per month price cap for insulin that was in effect during 2023 is being extended through 2024. Starting in 2024, all recommended adult vaccines that are covered by Medicare will now be available with no cost sharing. Number five, extra help coverage extended to help more people. Um, extra help is a Medicare program that helps those with limited income cover the cost of Medicare Part D premiums and deductibles and coinsurance. In 2024, there will no longer be partial extra help. Everyone eligible for extra help will automatically get full extra help. This means that you'll pay zero for your Part D premium and zero for your Part D deductible. Reduced prescription costs up to $4.50 for each generic drug and up to $11.20 for each name brand drug. In 2024, 
the income limit to qualify for extra help is also going up. Now you'll be eligible for your in uh, for extra help if your income is up to 150% of the federal poverty level level compared to 135% in 2023. Number six, changes to telehealth coverage. This is kind of new to me. I didn't know anything about this. Telehealth services are still accessible nationwide until the end of 2024, but then most telehealth services will be limited to offices or medical facilities situated in rural areas. Some exceptions apply, and you will still be able to receive telehealth services for monthly home dialysis visits, for end-stage renal disease, services for an acute stroke, including diagnosis, evaluation, or treatment of symptoms, services for a mental health disorder, including diagnosis, evaluation, or treatment, services to treat a substance use disorder or a co-occurring mental health disorder, and behavioral health services. Some Medicare Advantage plans still offer telehealth to everyone, regardless of where they live. So if you want to be sure to continue receiving uh, telehealth benefits, check with your Medicare agent for details on individual plans. Number seven, coverage for chronic pain. In 2024, Medicare will now cover monthly services to treat those living with chronic pain, which is defined as reoccurring pain lasting longer than three months. Services may include pain assessment, medication management, care, coordination, and planning. Number eight, extended mental health coverage. You'd have to be crazy to need mental health coverage. Um, Medicare helps cover services for mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. Previously, coverage has included outpatient settings like a doctor's office or a hospital with various professionals like psychiatrists, psychologists, clinical nurse specialists, social workers, nurse practitioners, or physician assistants. Starting in 2024, healthcare services provided by marriage and family therapists and mental health counselors will also be covered. It will also cover intensive outpatient program services provided by hospitals, community mental health centers, federally qualified health centers, and rural health clinics. Number nine, lymphedema compression treatment coverage. If you've been diagnosed with lymphedema, in 2024, Medicare will cover the cost of the gradient compression garments that your doctor prescribes, whether they're standard or custom fitted. And finally, number 10, the expensive drug negotiations continue in 2024. Oop, it's not finally. There are a couple more after this. The Medicare drug price negotiation program is happening as part of the Inflation Reduction Act, which didn't reduce inflation one iota, and it's aiming to lower drug prices starting in 2026. In 2023, CMS set guidelines for the negotiation program so that the public is well informed along the way about what to expect. They also choose the drugs or chose the drugs covered under Medicare Part D that would be part of the first round of negotiations. Then drug companies with drugs selected for negotiation met with CMS to share data and information about their drugs, and CMS held public patient-focused listening sessions to delve into uh, and discuss their shared data. In 2024, we can expect CMS to make an initial offer for the maximum fair price along with a detailed explanation by February 1st. Companies then have 30 days to respond, choosing to accept the offer or to propose a counteroffer. If CMS and the drug companies can't agree, they will do up to three more negotiation meetings in the spring and summer. Uh, 
All negotiations will wrap up by August 1st. I think this is a big crock of poo-poo because, frankly, when the federal government decides that they're going to negotiate, they don't negotiate, they dictate. And I believe the federal government forcing down the prices of some drugs is only going to force other drugs to be increased in cost in order for the companies to continue to make the profit that they expect their uh, their shareholders expect them to make. Number 11, more times to sign up for Part D and Medicare Advantage plans. In general, you have three times to sign up for Medicare or to switch your Part D or Medicare Advantage plans. The initial enrollment period when you first turn 65 or uh, the month of your birthday and three months after. Open enrollment period, which is October 15th to December 7th. It's really AEP, annual election period. I don't know why these people are calling it open enrollment period. (laughs) And the third time is the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. And that is only applies when you have a Medicare Advantage plan. You can switch one time because you might have accidentally discovered your Medicare Advantage plan that you chose sucks. And in that case, you might want to switch to a different one. You can do that during January, February, or March of uh, the following year. Or you can drop it and go back to original Medicare. And in that case, you would be allowed to join a Part D drug plan because Medicare supplements don't have a drug plan. But also, you can't get a Medicare supplement without uh, proving to the Medicare supplement insurance company that you're healthy enough to qualify. So you can drop your Medicare Advantage plan, go back to regular Medicare parts A and B. You can get a drug plan to cover your drug usage, but you need a Medicare, you need to uh, prove to the Medicare supplement people that you are um, healthy enough to qualify for a Medicare supplement plan. In 2024, if you qualify for a special enrollment period and use it to sign up for part A or B, you'll also have two months from then to sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D plan. Hmm. Uh, In addition, if you have to pay for Part A and you sign up for Part B during the general enrollment period, you'll also have two months to join a drug plan. Number 12, additional rules for Medicare Advantage plans. I don't think I'm going to read that because, frankly, I don't sell Medicare Advantage and I don't think anybody ought to be buying them. Number 13, agent compliance rules and regulations. At this point, you're probably familiar with your phone call to your Medicare agent being recorded. Not to me, because I don't sell the products that have to be uh, have phone calls recorded. And the disclaimers that we have to read. Not to me, uh, but the rules and regulations that CMS sets for agents like us to follow tighten each year, and there will certainly be new regulations for 2024. Well, there, in fact, were a bunch of new regulations for 2024. They enforce the 48-hour period between signing the scope of appointment and having the actual meeting with an application. Uh, so theoretically, the scope of appointment gives your your client um, the time. To, uh, it, gives, it gives the client the opportunity to tell you, the agent, what to talk about. And then it gives him two days to think it over. Uh, nobody can speak to the client for two days. He has to sit in a room by himself in total silence while he contemplates the document that he signed. And after that, he can talk to the agent, but only about the subject, uh, the subjects that they listed on the scope of appointments. It's a lot of fun being an insurance agent with the federal government breathing down your neck. However, there are a bunch of crooks out there trying to 
maximize their profit potential on the backs of people who uh, maybe are uh, less than able to uh, discern right from wrong. And so this is the government's heavy-handed way of solving those problems. It's not ideal, but it's something that we have to live with. So some of the changes can be frustrating. We understand not everybody enjoys having their phone calls recorded. CMS is genuinely trying to protect seniors from scams and make sure that they have the best chance of finding the right plan for them. And that's why we are committed to complying with whatever regulations they establish. That's uh, Basically, that is the wording of the people who wrote this article I've been reading. Medicare is always making changes, so it's good to stay up to date on whatever is happening. So that's uh, what one Medicare agent's uh, list of 2024 changes. Uh, that's a synopsis, synopsizing of those changes. And frankly, I've synopsized myself right out of things to talk about. Randy, would you like to dance us on out of here? I think I will. Yeah, I was uh, enjoying that because, you know, every time, you know, you bring some information to the table, I always learn something new. But guess what? Um, we're we're going to have more fun? <laughs> we are. Not Excellent. today, oh. but tomorrow because okay. we are out of time. And we certainly don't want to overspend our budget you know, when we, when we buy airtime, it's really expensive. So God forbid it's been, we spent another 25 cents. I know. I know we're, we're still content folks. In case you didn't know, we are still contemplating how much more money we can spend on airtime. So, you know, we will, we will keep you posted, but for today it's the same as it's always been. But before we sign off, I want you to take a pencil and write down dbj at mlmmailbag.com because that's where you can reach out to Doug. You can ask him questions. You can make comments about the show. You can do just about anything you want to do. Send it to dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget that Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. I have a little puppy. Did you hear the puppy? I heard a, what I thought was a scratch of a needle across a record, a phonograph record. <laughs> I, my my puppy is uh, wanting to participate in the podcast, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep this short. And like I said, Doug's licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would appreciate you finding a place to give us some reviews because you know, after all, it's all about the reviews. And we would certainly appreciate you helping us out there. But last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a hundred different places and you weren't. You were here listening to MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. And ultimately, what we would like to point out to you is that if you weren't checking your watch, you have just about spent 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's living up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude. And I think today I'm going to take him back to where he's always been. I'm going to clock him in at about, oh, let's say 19,000 feet. Oh, boy. Well, at least I know the mayor of Oklahoma City is not going to go on strike today. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll look forward to seeing your smiling faces in our next episode. Bye-bye.